geeknewscentral.com. AT&T is scaring its customers. Jeff Bezos is $13 billion richer. And Microsoft <laughs> has had an impressive second quarter. Those are some of the tech news, uh, tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, July 24th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, along with Scott Ertz. And this is episode 64 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com forward slash live. So be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. If you missed a live video, it's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We can find in the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, or Stitcher. You have a comment, be it on social media or email, and that all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. This is a great week for news. There's a plethora of tech news. And the top story this week, which kind of kind of got me a little bit of a pause, um, in a recent email, this is from um, Engadget, AT&T told some of its customers that their phones soon won't be supported by new technology by new network technology. The email urges customers to buy a new phone to ensure they'll still be able to make voice calls. However, Android Police first reported the email conveniently leaves out the technology change in question that isn't happening until February 2022. The, the email says, quote, we will soon be upgrading our network to the latest technologies, but your device is not compatible with the new network and you need to place it and you need to replace a continuous service that also contains information for buying a new phone. The email does link to an AT&T support article that mentions the company's plans to scrap its 3G network in February 22. The page says, quote, once we do 3G, once we do 3G devices and 4G wireless devices that don't support HD voice will no longer work on our network. Now, apparently this email has prompted some discussion in the AT&T community forum, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> As some has deliberated, deliberated on whether it was a scam, one poster um, expressed skepticism since their Samsung Galaxy S10 was released last year. A commenter replied that the email is a, quote, scam for sure. <laughs> and Gadget reached out to AT&T for a comment. And they responded with this statement, quote, this email is one of many planned to keep customers informed about the shutdown of our 3G network in early 2022. It should include a date that, that certain devices will no longer be supported. We apologize for any confusion this may have caused and, and will be more clear in future updates, end quote. It's so funny because <laughs> this is exactly right. what happened with, uh, with Singular, which kind of the same company when right. singular shut down uh god it must have been tdma mm -hmm. um uh after they bought at&t wireless they shut down the tdma network and anybody whose phone was running primarily on tdma was going to have to replace it mm -hmm. and they again they, they put notices in the bills <laughs> and they didn't give a great timeline so and they didn't explain really what was going on so people kept coming in all panicky mm. and uh he, here's what i know about the past when this has happened 
I know that Singular um, offered um, existing customers who were affected new customer pricing. Hmm. Um, so if you bought a phone today and tomorrow the shutdown went into effect <laughs> and today's phone doesn't work tomorrow, they gave you the upgrade price again, hmm. um, which was a big deal back then because, you know, they weren't, they were doing those, the big subsidies and stuff, <clears throat> but they don't really do now. Um, but that was a big deal. Uh, but they were just as poorly communicative about that as they are about this. Um, interestingly, T-Mobile sent out almost the exact same email. Right. Um, because uh, their shutdown is happening next year, 2021 instead of 2022. Right. Uh, and nobody got confused. Nobody got concerned. Right. Everything was clear in the email. There, mm -hmm. was, a, there was a transition date mentioned in the email this mm -hmm. is the day that 3g is being turned off mm -hmm. and 18 is just like uh-oh <laughs> and what it's was such a bad communication right and what was and you would think that you know imagine that at&t has to have some type of um uh some type of like process where they have to like make sure that everything in their emails are you know worded correctly to omit to omit the yeah. uh, admit that the important details and it, and this story blew up on twitter like immediately immediately because people were getting and, the emails and going uh-oh right because that's what the email says the email goes uh-oh right panic and right. so people did right yep <laughs> and and uh you know yes there are some of the super cheap phones mm -hmm. even recently mm -hmm. that have come out that don't have voice over lte mm -hmm. pa i don't know if the samsung s10e is one of them it might be right. i don't know um but that's the reason why they're giving a full two year heads up on this, mm -hmm. right? So you don't, so that if you do an upgrade right now, you cannot buy a non voice over LTE device from mm -hmm. AT&T. You haven't been able to from T-Mobile for almost a year right. because of this, mm -hmm. because they're not allowed to do that to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, terrible communication. Yeah. I would love to know how many people read this email before it was sent out and everybody's like yeah that'll work right and i like to let us know if it was because a lot of times um because the company i work for they question some emails that they receive from this my company and they're asking is legit is it spam or not mm -hmm. and what i would do is i and a lot of people aren't really there's some people that are versed and some aren't so what i do is i tell people to hover over the with their mouse hover over the the from email address and if you don't see the the company the company's name dot uh, com, then it's not legitimate. But there's some people that then are easily then it's definitely not legitimate. But I can send an email that says it's from corporate PR at ATT dot com right now if I wanted to, and mm -hmm. it'll say that it's from them. Okay. So it email is a disaster. Mm. The protocol of email is a it was not intended for more than a couple hundred people. It is such a disaster.
Right. Um, but but yeah, if you hover over it and it says it's from some you know lawoffice.info, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not definitely not legit. Right. Yeah, because that's what I try to <laughs> right. I try to like um because I look when I get any emails and I look at them carefully and a lot of them, you know, always say look for like misspellings or like link if you hover over the link in the in the email you know because you god forbid you know when you go to a different you know click on that and that yeah. takes you to not that genuine site yeah so but um, it looked exactly like it right <laughs> right yeah right, right. exactly um, yeah the, uh phishing stuff is is very sophisticated but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somehow even with all that sophistication you still see there's a couple of things to look for hover over mm-hmm. if the link doesn't if the link is really short right it's a lie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they've got mm-hmm. link trackers that link is going to be four or five lines long it's going to be huge right because they want to know that you've opened it they want to know when and where and there's link trackers mm-hmm. so if it's a really short link if nowhere in there does it say att.com or verizon.com or tmobile.com mm-hmm. uh-uh. and if the text isn't text if the text mm-hmm. is an email run or is an image run away run away right <laughs> run away <laughs> if you can't select the text it's a lie get out exactly <laughs> yeah run for the hills <laughs> those are your those are your kind of big ones in the body but yeah first thing you do is hover over the from if it mm-hmm. says it's from you know some random domain dot dot net mm-hmm. wrong exact right right run for the hills <laughs> All right. which is fascinating because it's so easy to spoof that and how yeah. how that's not the first thing that these guys do it's beyond me they make the sites pixel perfect you right click on the link and you get there and you're like oh yeah that's the yahoo login screen no it's not right because <laughs> Because that domain definitely says, you know, Nathan's hot dogs dot, dot co or whatever. That's <laughs> not the Yahoo login page. But but somehow the emails are a disaster. Yeah. And this one, in this instance, this AT&T email was mm-hmm. a disaster on. And it was real. And it was real. <laughs> <laughs> it it had every scam, almost every scam red flag in it. And it was real. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and there's some savvy you know there's some savvy people that you know that said that you know it was a scam and you know so good on them i mean good for them to call mail on it i bet i bet fishing uh uh filters caught it mm-hmm. i bet money that that thing got caught by fishing filters yeah yeah and i and with, and with good reason with good reason too so Shame on you, AT&T. <laughs> to be continued. All right. All right. In other news, um, Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos, and I, we have there's some more in, uh, other news about Amazon a little bit later, which I'm really pissed about, but we'll, we'll get that in a little bit. Um, in the meantime, Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos, added $13 billion, that's what it be, to his net worth on Monday. The financial development set a record for the largest single-day increase by any one person's 2012. This is from Bloomberg that reported this. This one-day increase like a result of Amazon stock jumping over 7% on Monday after sliding last week. According to Bloomberg's Bloomberg, blah, 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 
Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Say that five times real fast. He is now worth $189.3 billion. He is reportedly on track to become the first trillionaire by 2026, which we're in 2020 now. Well, Amazon's earning reports in April revealed the company's revenue jumped 26% to $75.5 billion in first quarter, well ahead of Wall Street equity. Wall Street expectations due to a surge in customer orders amid the pandemic. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. The man has got a, he's got cabbage. <laughs> I can't imagine that the entire growth of his net worth was from a 7% stock jump. Otherwise, his entire net worth is in Amazon stock, which mm-hmm. it's not. Right. I know for a fact it's not because he owns the Washington Post or something. Right. He does. So, yep. Yep. And Whole so, Foods. So it well, that falls under Amazon stock at this point. Yep. He okay. doesn't okay. he doesn't own that. Amazon owns that, but he uh, okay. personally owns the Washington Post. I think it's mm-hmm. the Washington Post. It is Washington Post, yeah. Um so but seven percent jump, certainly. Contributed mm-hmm. a large portion to it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. And w- and a little bit later, which which again I'm like kind of irked about, but we'll discuss it a little bit when uh, later on. But I mean, he's I mean he's got like he's got money to to burn, and you know, and he's also. Um, I'm just like amazed how, and he started out like, like basic with practically nothing. And now he's, I love the, I love the pictures of him in his first office with a Amazon handwritten on a piece of paper behind him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that photo. Wow. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm missing incredibly surprised, amazed at this man, this company, or this man's doing. And Washington Post, I mean, for the most part, you know, when he bought Washington Post, from what I understood, and I might be wrong, so if people can correct me on this, but apparently the Washington Post was like, was losing money hand over fist. Um, they, their, their subscribers count went down. Um, it's a newspaper, big surprise. Right, exactly. So for them to, you know, for him to buy it, buy it in, you know, but a lot of times, a lot of newspapers now rely on are now more digital than actual physical media. Yeah. Um, you know, and I personally, I haven't bought a paper, God, in like in years, in years. Um, so that's probably showing my age, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just but i'm just but i'm just amazed on his uh i you know hey good good on him but i'm just still a little annoyed on something about uh a little bit later about amazon uh, dealing with with amazon prime day which we'll get into okay. a little bit. Say, are you mad at robots what are we no 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 not robots no 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 i thought that was no no but <laughs> i forgot no, but... about that other topic i got you no no every no, time I'm... you said it i'm like are you mad at robots what no, are we I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about no Amazon Prime Day. That's the, yeah. not, but the robots. No, I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. In another financial news, so to speak, um, Microsoft posted their fiscal first 
fourth quarter earnings on Wednesday, beating Wall Street expectations on both sales and profit for the past three months amid the economic downturn caused by COVID-19. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said in a statement, quote, the last five months have made it clear that tech intensity is the key to business resilience. Organizations that build their own digital capability will recover faster and emerge from this crisis stronger. He goes on to say that Microsoft is in a unique position of being able to, quote, help every organization transform and reimagine how they meet customer needs. In other words, support remote work in the new reality. There's a lot of stuff here, and I, I know you're the Microsoft guru. Um, so they, um, the company says it earned $38.0 billion in revenues past quarter, up 13% a year ago. Of that amount, $11.2 billion of profit, a 5% jump from this time a year ago. Uh, the main takeaway, uh, Microsoft's business is booming, thanks largely to the continuing gains in the cloud computing service and big jumps in service and Xbox revenues. Speaking of revenues, which I know you're like this, um, Microsoft says service revenue is up almost 30% in the past three months from this time a year ago, while Xbox, quote, content and service revenue, in other words, game sales and subscriptions to Xbox Live and other digital content grew 65%. Bright, also helping this quarter are Microsoft's quiet, but say revenue drivers, including Windows OEM, up 7%, Office Commercial, up 5%, Office Consumer, which I purchased uh, recently, up 6%, and LinkedIn, up 10%. So I know you're the, again, I know that you're the Microsoft guru, yeah. so you're going to be really pleased with this news. It definitely uh, helps my personal portfolio. Um. <laughs> exactly. I've definitely got Microsoft stock because uh, when Satya took over, I knew it was going to go up from the, the $36 a share it was when he mm -hmm. took over. And now they're one of the top three most mm -hmm. capitalized companies on the planet. So mm -hmm. um, uh, having some inside view um, through one of the largest uh, Microsoft partners in the world um I know that uh, Teams was a huge part of this. Mm -hmm. um, Teams drove a lot of additional um, Microsoft 365 uh, business subscriptions um, because it's Teams is I, I I use all of them, but I'll Teams is far superior to Slack. Um, it's group meeting stuff was better going into the into the lockdown and has only gotten better uh, in that time. Uh, Forty nine person grid seven by seven. Come on, mm -hmm. <laughs> in in full HD. Mm -hmm. Even Zoom doesn't do that. Zoom's quality goes to crap. <laughs> You're right on uh, that. Um, I used it. You're right. But all of the I, you get six people in a call and the call starts to to chunk out. Teams mm -hmm. does not. It is all it's all processed on uh on Azure and pushed down as a single thing, I think. That's okay. my guess, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, Teams has dr driven uh Microsoft 365 subscriptions a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and during this time where people have more time on their hands, companies have been taking that opportunity to do cloud migrations that they've been putting off. Okay. Um, I know. That there's a lot of uh, a lot of companies uh, in our portfolio that we've been hearing um, 
have started those cloud migrations to Azure. Um, so I'm not surprised about that at all. And uh, Game Pass, uh, I'm not at all surprised that Game Pass has has done it so much business that it is called out specifically um, in this that content and services are up so much mm-hmm. that Microsoft called them out specifically because mm-hmm. Game Pass Ultimate. I mean, we talked about it on the show last week. Game Pass Ultimate is getting uh, getting uh, Project X Cloud added to it for free. So for $15 a month, you get hundreds of games on the Xbox, on the PC, soon to be on your phone, and you get Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. That's probably $40 a month worth of stuff for 15 bucks. I'm not surprised that they're driving driving subscriptions on that because if you're home with nothing to do, right? nearly unlimited gameplay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can play a different game every day and still not go through the whole thing. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> didn't they? And also, they announced. Did they announced? Was it today or a day or two ago? They announced their their new uh, game lineup. First round of the game showcase. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Um, okay. They showed off of the what seventeen Xbox Game Studios. They showed off content from eleven of them. Mm-hmm. Um, some little stuff, some huge stuff. New Fable. Um, it's going to be a big deal. Um. For, for sure um new uh new halo obviously is always a big deal that'll be a right. uh series x launch title um mm-hmm. they showed off a lot of series x stuff um and so yeah that's that's a big deal but that doesn't affect us just yet i mean yes huge right. announcements affects right. the stock price but it right. doesn't affect their profit right. yet that won't happen no. until holidays and uh but this game lineup is one of the best launch launch lineups I've ever seen, especially for Xbox. Yeah, that I saw the, the uh, little bit of it on their on their live stream. I think it was I think I can't remember what day. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, it was like, okay. So I thought okay, I saw a little bit of it, and it's like and basically they're calling out um, Sony, you know, with uh, so I think that they're like you know we're coming out. You know, guns blazing, and you know, and it's going to make Sony, you know, like kind of, because I, from what I understand, and I was going, um, Sony's like um, delay, not delay, del- delaying their their systems. Um, they're actually not delaying it. They're um, they're only allowing one system per customer or something like that. When I yeah. saw, I was like, whoa, that takes, <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. yeah, that's crazy. So- yeah, Sony's production uh, relationships aren't quite as strong as Microsoft's because Sony's been shutting down divisions, hardware divisions, while Microsoft right. has been creating new ones. Right. I mean, we are probably we are probably two or three weeks away from an official uh, date announcement of the Surface Duo. They're literally mm-hmm. creating new divisions mm-hmm. while Sony's shutting them down. So their hardware relationships are growing while sony's are shrinking so right uh, yeah sony's going to have production issues mm-hmm. uh in the early stages because of all the weirdness that's going on mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't microsoft doesn't seem to be worried about it at no, all no they're not they're because they're putting a, a production line together for a brand new phone right now they're not mm-hmm. worried about nothing yeah they're doing they're doing pretty yeah that's 
Yeah, they're doing really well. So I was so good on you know that, but I think but I think Sony is going to be slowly creeping away, you know, and they're going to probably disappear in the uh, in the next few years because I at think, one time I think this generation, I think this generation is going to go to Microsoft. Last one mm -hmm. went to Sony, but mm -hmm. that was because of E3. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. entirely because of E3 and entirely because Sony changed their presentation after they saw the reaction to Microsoft's. Right. And yep. Microsoft had already laid out what their business model was going to look like, and mm -hmm. Sony had not. Mm -hmm. Sony changed their business model to to adjust, <laughs> and so they won the last the last hardware generation entirely because of that three hours. Mm -hmm. It is one of the craziest stories in gaming history, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but there isn't any of that now because right. stuff is just kind of happening it's a thursday right. we're doing an hour presentation we're going to show off some games look here's fable right. um <laughs> psychonauts is going to be part of game pass Woohoo! just right. like but but they're still like how much is it going to cost go away <laughs> because neither one of them wants to say it first right because of what happened last time neither mm -hmm. one wants to give a price before the other one right so how much is it going to cost? Go away. That's how right. much. <laughs> um, but, Maybe. but yeah, I, I think the next couple of quarters are going to continue to be big for Microsoft. I think teams is going to continue to drive. Right. If the rumor turns out to be true and Xbox live becomes free, which mm. I'm 90% sure is the case, mm -hmm. which is the reason why ultimate is getting X cloud as part of it, because that extra $10 a month benefit is going away. Um, I think the next generation is going to get that for free, uh, which means that games with gold is probably going to go away. Um, mm. but that's going to drive game pass. Mm -hmm. It's all about game pass because it's, the, I truly believe it's the best deal in gaming mm -hmm. $15 a month. And there's hundreds of games on PC and console right now. And you're going to have over a hundred that you can stream to your phone. Come on. Oh, no, sign that's me up. Stupid. I, <laughs> the, it's it is the and every Microsoft Studio title launches in Game Pass. Mm -hmm. So Halo launches in Game Pass. Mm. Fable launches in Game Pass. That's crazy. That's that's <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. I'm definitely definitely sign me up. But also, I want to see if I can get into the maybe get into the Microsoft Microsoft stock. <laughs> I don't know how much it is. What? How much is it? How much is it now? Oh, Hundred something. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, how would I known that? I would have if it was at lower. Two hundred one. Ooh. Oh, oh, and that, oh. and that's with it having closed uh, down today because it had a bump yesterday. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Well. So someone's a lot richer than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i said i got in i got in when satya right before satya was announced as the new ceo it was like 38 dollars a share wow you got oh i can't stand that oh, I can't uh, stand that. Um, oh. bill gates had agreed to stop dumping shares uh every month <laughs> uh he was controlling the price because he he was dumping a ton of shares every month and so the price kept low. He right. at, when Steve Ballmer stepped down, he agreed to stop doing that. Oh wow! Through the roof. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was a big deal. 
Okay, now I'm I'm sad because back I'm to not scams. Gonna, back to scams. <laughs> All right. Um, last week report was reported about the huge Twitter hack. Um, Steve Wozniak, in related news, um, has filed a lawsuit against YouTube, saying the site has repeatedly repeatedly ignored his request to take down phony Bitcoin gateways that use his name. He uh, he compared I see him all the time. Do you, yeah. <laughs> he, compared, he compared the YouTube actions to Twitter, um, which which quickly removed similar scams after Wozniak and other celebrities were infamously hacked last week. Um, he said in a complaint reported by it was noted by Bloomberg. Wozniak, this is Steve Wozniak. For those who don't know, if you don't know, you're living on a rock. He's the um, co-founder of Apple. Wozniak filed the suit, filed the suit, excuse me, along with the 17 other alleged victims. They want the court to force YouTube and parent company Alphabet to take down the videos and warn news about the scam while seeking compensation and punitive damages. Now, uh, much with now with the Twitter hack, the you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the YouTube scams use Wozniak's image to persuade users that he will double any bitcoins they send him. Uh, the lawsuit says, quote, when users transfer a cryptocurrency in an irreversible transaction, they receive nothing back. Um, was uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> was noted that Twitter reacted, quote, that same day as similar attacks while YouTube has been responsive. Um, YouTube has, he says, quote, for an extended um, period of time. This has been right. going on for a while. Okay. This is not a new thing. It's crazy. Okay. okay. I didn't. I didn't know that. I, I thought. Well, I guess I'm not. I'm not really. I guess I didn't know that. Um, the, the scams happen. Okay. All the well, time. All okay. The, time. the that's the the Bitcoin thing that happened on Twitter is a common thing. It's a common mm-hmm. scam. It's uncommon for for presidential candidates to be tweeting them. Right. <laughs> but right. but the scam itself is is common. Here's a Bitcoin okay. address. Send me send a send money to that address and it will automatically send you back double. It's the okay. dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because the, there's no benefit to it. Why mm-hmm. would anybody run that as a contest? Why would anybody fall for it? I don't know, but they do. Because just in the hour that the Twitter ones were up, they did one hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. What? Yeah, I saw that, and I was wondering why. I mean, because I, I, I watch YouTube channels, and I have of all the channels, including a plug for Plug It Slide. <laughs> um, I've never seen any Bitcoin video uh, or hacks or or enticing people to throw out, give me Bitcoin or I'm doting this or what have you. I never. I guess I. I've been, You're not I've, the target demographic. Um, I'm not either, but I see mm-hmm. them because I do a lot of Bitcoin stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we had the we had the blockchain router at CES and things like that, and right. so I, I do that. a lot of stuff on on blockchain and Bitcoin. So, okay. uh, so the keyword shows up for me, but the target demo isn't either of us. Okay, um, it's it's people who are tech savvy enough to be able to purchase bitcoin but not tech savvy enough to be able to look at this thing and go well that doesn't even make sense right that, that's who their target demo is oh yeah because you and i are tech savvy and i think there's a lot of people our audience there's some that are tech savvy but there's others that are new 
you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, to this. And they're like, you know, you know, until someone warns them yeah. either in passing, you know, they're just going to say, okay, I'm just going to like, you know, <laughs> shut up. What, what do I have to lose? Right. And a right. lot of people think that and right. they, they do like five bucks just to see, but you know, if you've got a thousand do- people testing it with five bucks, that's five grand right. they've made. Right. And right. when the, former vice president of the United States tweets it out. <laughs> right. You get a lot more attraction. And so mm-hmm. what you do is mm-hmm. you put Steve Wozniak's face on it. You mm-hmm. put, you know, you put big tech people, mm-hmm. high profile mm-hmm. tech people's faces on it. And uh, mm-hmm. people are more likely to fall for it. I don't know why, because right. it still doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. <laughs> Nobody wins. If mm-hmm. you, if you transfer Bitcoin, Right. <laughs> we're gonna be. We're gonna, let's get off of this because this is gonna. We'll be here all night with it. <laughs> anybody who saw my interview at CES about the blockchain router, which, by the mm-hmm. way, I'm super excited about. Yeah. yeah. Um, knows that I am the opposite of excited about the other side of that space, and that is mm-hmm. cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is insane. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good. It was a. It was a good interview, and because um, I teed it, teed, TD'd that morning, mm. and I oh, was really, right. I was really fascinated with it, and I, you know, and I want to watch your, um, watch your, um, if I've, um, you know, on Sundays, another plug, <laughs> um, you know, I'm very fascinated with it, and I understand it. I knew of it, but, but when when you did the interview with him, um, and I was listening intently because I was very intrigued with it. You know, and I'm learning a lot more than I did then back. So it's really, it's really, it's a fascinating. And um, he did, he did a really great job of, of differentiating blockchain from cryptocurrency, which is something right. that most people uh, can't do because mm-hmm. they're, they're almost synonymous in, in most consumers' heads, even though they are unrelated to one another. Right. Because <laughs> one right. Is, is an accounting technology. And one is a currency technology, very different. Um, right. right. But but they're they're so synonymous for people because because uh, Bitcoin screwed that up for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tied them together. But yeah, it was a good yeah, it was a great interview. And if you look at uh, on his uh, on the um, uh, Plug It's Live um, video, um, it's a few months down. You can scroll down. It's a really good interview. I recommend it. Yeah. I mean, it was, Pl- I, I, plughitslive.com slash CES is your best bet, bet. You'll see the weird, the cover image is, looks like some wild looking piece of technology because it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks kind of spider-ish. It is such a cool piece. I cannot wait to have one in my possession. <laughs> I have been so excited about it since before CES. And that mm-hmm. interview just got me going, and I cannot wait to have one in my possession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the day that I can, <laughs> the day I can have it, I will. Yeah, and if we're watching the live video, I have a on the lower third. Um, you can check out um, pluginslive.com um, forward slash CES. All right. In other Google news, uh, I guess maybe a little better Google news. <laughs> um, Google has maybe. teamed up with the right. <laughs> Google has teamed up with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau or CP- CFPB to create a new mobile search feature 
when you type in quote mortgage on your smartphone you'll get an overview of the house buying process and menu of helpful options and rates refinancing the buying process and more in the process section google and the cfpb has prepared a step-by-step guide from prepare to shop to get ready to close within the first steps are short articles with topics like check your credit assess your spending and so on under the section Explore Loan Choices, you'll see information about costs, the type of loans available, and more. And you also um, have, have in, they'll show in news articles, industry definition and terms. You'll find information on relief, relief, information on relief and financing, refinancing options if you've been affected by um, the COVID nineteen downturn. I think this is good, but my thing is that it's a good feature. But my thing is that Google knows you and tracks you and it's a good it's a good premise but i think for me i think that if you're typing in you want to get a mortgage on a house you know and refinancing because i'm in the process of doing that process of doing that by myself i don't know if i should trust google for all that information yeah oh yeah no of course not it's crazy <laughs> that's that's why when you said in 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 better Google News, I'm like, well, maybe, right, right, <laughs> maybe, because uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know that I trust them with that kind of thing. Uh, the the idea of Google getting into the mortgage game is terrifying. Right after when they had when they when the bubble the dot com bubble uh, dot com bubble burst, um, you know. <laughs> So I just, I mean, when I saw that, and I'm like, I put it in, and I just wanted to like, I mean, again, to some people, it's great, um, but for others, and I'm, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it just kind of raises some red flags because, you know, you can find great information all over, um, and a lot of realtors uh, will provide you with information for free, you know, and you don't have to provide them with, you know. Anything like that. So, you know, <laughs> take it as you will. <laughs> I'm playing with it right now. Are you really? <laughs> I am. Okay. The, uh, the calculator is actually pretty cool. Oh, it's, okay. There's nothing special about it. Mm-hmm. I, these, these calculators have existed forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's. If you're if you're watching live, I don't know if my camera will adjust there, kind of. Um, there's your ooh, I'm all orange now. Um, the, <laughs> the calculator, you know, it asks the same things that that the calculator on a credit union website's going to ask. How mm-hmm. much is the loan? How long? What interest rate? What area? What's your credit score? And it'll tell you what your monthly payments are and you can turn on or off taxes so that you can compare uh you know you can add your your taxes and fees and stuff into it mm-hmm. um, including insurance which is kind of cool what but my credit union has this exact same calculator on it yeah same here so uh, <laughs> you know it so it's not all that great i mean there's there's graphs to show average average interest rates but again, you can get that from MSN money. I mean, is it nice to kind of pull it all together into one place? Yes. Right. 
but it sounds like they're pulling it from one place mm -hmm. from their relationship with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't I just go to them and not right. give all that information to Google? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I purposely used the Bing app to search for Google in an in-private tab <laughs> to do this. Mm -hmm. Good. Good on to, you. To, to keep things from getting bonkers here. <clears throat> but I, for honestly, I would go to my credit union website to get the exact same information. Yeah, same thing. And again, a lot of the stuff you get, you know, information again is free, you know. And I know mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the because uh, it's the a sales tool makes you wonder right. what Google's try <clears throat> what Google is getting out of this because they think, are they're giving yeah. it to you for free, so you're the right. product, right? What, what are they getting out of this relationship? They're gonna track. They're gonna track you every. And if you let's say if you wanted to get like, and the you know, CFPB is paying to get access to that information to sell to local and, realtors. And it's a government. I mean, the, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, left or right, we're not going to go into politics. But I mean, my whole thing is that for me, my personal thing is that government shouldn't be inserting in a company. To, I mean. It, I guess there's there's pros and cons, but my thing is that the government should not be involved in a company doing business. I, I, you know, that's again, that's to me. I, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm you know strike me down. You know, if I'm wrong, you know, um, you know, gncweekly.com/slash/connect. Um. <laughs> that was um, funny, but uh, you know, but you know, but I just think that you know the companies should be as companies running their own way of running their own way of doing things. And I don't think government should be putting themselves inserting themselves, you know, you know, so I think that's just me again. I'm again, like I said, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm impartial, but, <laughs> but something like this though. <laughs> um, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, you guys should check out the consumer financial protection bureau website. Mm -hmm. because they've got these same kind of tools for auto loans. They've got them for credit cards, debt collection resources, savings, student loans. This is a, this is so much cooler than the Google search result. <laughs> this is, they've got, they've got a whole resource page on payday loans. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, if you want everyone watching the live stream right now, I'm going to pull up the. Here we go. Give me a couple seconds. Okay. If you're watching the live stream right now, um, this is the um, the web consumerfinance.gov, and and that first tab, that consumer tools tab, it's got it's got auto loan stuff. Look at that bank accounts, bank accounts and services, cre credit cards, credit mm -hmm. reports. Mm -hmm. I, reverse yeah. mortgages there's a whole resource page on reverse mortgages which is one of the meanest tricks that the financial industry has ever played on old people mm. <laughs> but anyway uh yeah. this is way better than what google's doing so yeah <laughs> uh just go there instead yeah yeah definitely yeah, it's uh it's consumerfinance.gov um so if you're watching live stream on that all right, very good. Okay. 
Moving right along. Uh, let me go back to here. Okay. All right. Um, in other Google news, maybe this is better. <laughs> Last year, Google committed $1 billion toward addressing the lack of affordable housing in the Bay Area, just in, in um, San Francisco. Acknowledging that as one of the largest employers in the region that has responsibility to help. Yesterday, Google shared updates on its progress, announced it is giving $4 million in new grants to organizations that are working to help solve homelessness in the area. Those include Sunnyville Community Services, Larkin Street Youth Services, and Abode Services. In, in the announcement, Google also shared more on what it's called, quote, housing first approach to homelessness crisis, and then pointing to a number of the obstacles that can keep people from qualifying for housing, like participating in job training or drug rehab programs that not everyone living on the street might find easy to do. Google said it's housing first approach priorities, giving people safe and stable shelter before they can get other support like, quote, mental care, drug rehab, food assistance, or job training programs. Interesting. And I know... It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very different approach and... Um, I know there's been there have been studies that have been done, uh, particularly in Detroit. There was a because you could buy a whole city block for like eight dollars in Detroit at one point. Um, and so uh, there was an organization that essentially did. They bought like 16 square block, you know, four by four blocks for, you know, 100 grand or whatever, because Detroit was falling apart. And and they they tried the idea of. You know, they weren't solo houses. They were definitely like halfway house type situations, but they took people who were homeless, just gave them the space. Here you go. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll take care of utilities and things for a while, but here's a place. Live here. Use it as your jumping off point. And it turned out to be way better than trying to go the other way and try and address the things that got them onto the street mm -hmm. first getting them off the street first was way more effective. So um, it's good to see that, that, you know, Google took that study and said, yes, those results sound good. Let's mm -hmm. try it here in the community that we've had the most effect on. And, uh, and I, I truly believe that it's based on the study that I saw out of Detroit, I would say that it's the right approach and it's it's cool that Google's putting money into it. And from what I understand in the from what I understand Francisco the San the San Francisco Bay Area is not cheap. No. It's not cheap at all. No, and it's almost entirely uh Google's fault. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So uh you know, between Google and Apple kind of kind of ruining that well, I was gonna say it's not just part Apple, of the country. Mm -hmm. Um uh, as far as as far as uh, home prices are concerned, uh, mm -hmm. it's nice to see that at least Google's giving back in that same space. We helped create the problem. We're going to try and uh, help alleviate it at least at some level. That's cool. Right. Yeah, it is cool. They that's got the good. money to do it. Oh, yeah, they got the money to do it. <laughs> so that's why I was saying from one side of Google to the other. <laughs> so, <laughs> and both in housing, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting yeah. pairing of of topics, right? That's why it, that's why you know when I was doing the lineup, I was like, figure you know, it'd be a way to you know, you got the good side of Google 
somewhat. Then you got we're the bat somewhat bat good or bad. <laughs> then you have and, and you know I this is gonna sound a little political, but it's not. Um the when when the country was its best to people was when companies, not the government, took responsibility for their communities. Yep. Yep. And so Google I agree. Google I is agree. doing that. You know, I agree. Google. Yeah, uh, a, a big a big factory moved into a town, and they knew that it was going to affect everybody's life. So what did they do? They built restaurants, and they built stores, and they built things to help build the community up that they had just shaken up. Google mm-hmm. and Apple shook up this community, and uh, now they're they're helping uh, bring some of the the problems they created down. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I think that's. I, I know I'm. I'm with you 100. I think companies that do right by the community, you know, will. And no, I'm. I'm totally with you on that. Be an active, 100%. an active and positive influence in your mm-hmm. community. That's absolutely. If if you're not, absolutely. then the community is not going to want you there. Yep. Yep. Amen. Well, well said. Well said. All right. Um. This is uh. And robots. Other robots. Right. <laughs> We teased it half an hour ago. Robots. Right. right. <laughs> and this is what I was excited about. Now, um, if you live in Atlanta, Georgia, or Franklin, Tennessee, your next Amazon order might arrive in one of the company's Scout delivery robots. Amazon began testing its cooler size delivery bots. And I'm going to pull this up in about 10 seconds here. Let me do it right now. Get this out there. Here. They're like big bugs. Right. <laughs> we're gonna pull this up here. There we go. They're so weird. They're they're like big rolling insects. I love it. <laughs> they're dumb looking in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. And yeah. You couldn't ask for a dumber and more beautiful <laughs> design. <laughs> than these things <laughs> yeah the um yeah this is uh the um they've been uh this has been tested it's been um been testing these bots in um smyrna county Snohomish. if i'm spelling this county i apologize guys um washington last year yeah there's no way you're gonna get that one yeah, right <laughs> they've been making deliveries in the irvine area of california and this week they popped up in atlanta and franklin only a handful of Amazon Scout devices will operate operate in each city. They'll be accompanied by a human, travel at walking speed. I wonder how what walking speed is. <laughs> Probably depends on the human. Right. <laughs> Making uh, deliveries Monday through Friday during daylight ad- daylight hours. Customer will place their Amazon orders as usual and there won't be additional costs for Scout deliveries. I think this is cool. Yeah. I really do. I'm sorry. I... Yeah, I'm I, I'm 100% with you. <laughs> Having had the opportunity at CES to mm. uh to try out one of the the autonomous lift uh rides. Um uh, oh, okay. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Which is which is uh human accompanied, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but the technology is super cool. Um and so to see, is there practicality in that? Mm. 
Yes. <laughs> but no, the real practicality is here using the same technology for deliveries and things that a human doesn't need to be involved in. That doesn't right. need to take up street space. You mm -hmm. know, the idea that you've got one big Amazon delivery van and I, this is how this works. You, mm -hmm. You've got mm -hmm. one big Amazon delivery van that goes into a neighborhood with a lot of deliveries and it will let these little insects off the back of the truck and they go off in their direction and then they all come back to the truck when they're done get back on mm -hmm. so one person basically delivers the insects to their thing <laughs> from a central spot and then just can right. go to another one drop go to another one drop they can mm -hmm. they can uh accommodate a much larger space a much smaller time that's mm -hmm. that's better for everybody that's going to bring your your shipping prices down uh, which means that more things can go same day, next day for free versus, mm -hmm. <laughs> versus the three or five day that a lot of the products still are, you know, you see your shipping come down. It, mm -hmm. It's good for everybody and yeah. it'll, it'll be good for him. His, you know, some Thursday he'll have more than $13 billion in a single day. Right. <laughs> well, it's not going to come. Well, it's not going to come around this neck of the woods anytime soon. But hey, I'm all I'm all for it, and it's and it saves gas. It saves. Um, but I'm kind of curious. Yeah, because the they're because they're solar powered, aren't they? That's why um, they run during the day. Don't they have a solar panel on the top? Uh, let me see. It doesn't look like it does. No, in the, in the photo. Okay. Mm -mm. Well, they're they're definitely electric, right? Right, and they might charge on a. Uh, I remember there's solar involved in their system somewhere. They might charge on a solar array before they're released onto the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also, but also too though. And again, I'm kind of curious on the, on the speed. I mean, I don't know how fast those suckers run. <laughs> Or if the or person or the person keeping up with them. <laughs> All right. All right. So this is where I'm going to get a little annoyed. Um, <laughs> this was inevitable, though. Right. Amazon's own holiday prime day. And I'm I've been using Amazon Prime for God knows how long um, they're, they're announcing that their prime day will still go ahead this year, but it won't be for a while. Um, the, uh, with the pandemic ongoing affects operations worldwide, a spokesperson confirms quote, we'll be holding prime day later than usual while promising to share quote, more details soon. Um, so the spokesperson shared a statement to TechCrunch saying, quote, over the last five years, Prime Day has become a special celebration and time for Prime members to shop incredible deals for themselves and for friends and family. And it's something we look forward to every year. This year, we'll be holding Prime Day later than usual while ensuring the safety of our employees and supporting our customers and selling partners. We're ex we are excited Prime members in India will see savings on August 6th and 7th, and that Prime members all around the world will experience Prime Day later this year. They've been delaying Prime Day, and I and I was doing the, the with um, on Geek News Central, I'm the EP for the podcast, and I'm running doing the um, storyline, the lineup. And over the past like past few months, they've been delaying it and delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. I'm yeah, like, because it should have already happened. Exactly. I mean, it's like about a week ago. Exactly. I'm like, instead of like postponing it and extending it, 
and like can't either cancel it all together or just have one have one big huge sale blow it up if you have to you know make market it bet as best as, as much as you can get that 16 16 billion dollars <laughs> yeah you know make, and market make it your, make your next biggest uh next biggest day a friday instead of a monday exactly exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. Prime oh. Day is going to happen. It's going to ha- happen in October. Oh. That's the that's the date that's currently being thrown around. Um, oh. Which oh. which does mean that current generation uh, video game consoles will probably be included in it. Mm. Which it wouldn't have been if it was uh, last week, mm-hmm. um, last weekend. Which give or take would have been the the normal time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, there's some benefits. You know, the Xbox right. One controllers might be super inexpensive, um, mm-hmm. you know, things <laughs> like that. There's there's some products that that if it's in October can be included that wouldn't have been included today, which is always the case. It doesn't matter when it happens. There's always going to be something that's on its way out that can be included. Um, mm. But for me, if they do it in October. It means probably good prices on Xbox One controllers, mm-hmm. which work with Project X Cloud, mm-hmm. which is all I need. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am so super excited about Project X Cloud, I cannot wait to see it running on the Surface Duo mm. to play an Xbox game on a Microsoft phone with an Xbox controller. <laughs> that be that super was super excited. Dope. Oh, I'm, 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 I know you are. I know that you are. So maybe <laughs> with the oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, well, like I said, if it's if it's the holidays, well, they could do it during the, you know, later in the in the. If they're saying later this year, quote unquote, then you know, round out. I mean, 2020 for most of, most of America has been, or all, yeah, I would say, been affected by this, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Go out with a bang. I- have a big end of year blowout and you know i think i think what they're trying what their goal is is to try and avoid avoid black friday mm-hmm. um mm. they want to get it out before black friday because they don't want people to try have to make a decision between the two events so the 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 dates the dates that we've been hearing that they've kind of been throwing around um, have been uh, like the weekend of October 24th, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, sounds about right. Um, yeah. It'd be a full month before black Friday, you know, people mm-hmm. can have recovered by then and they won't have damaged black Friday. They won't have damaged their own sales because of it. I think, right. I think it's probably the best time for them to do it is that weekend. Cause you don't want to do it on, Halloween weekend. No, no. So I think October 24th, 17th and 24th is probably the best time for them to do it. And I bet that's when we'll see it. All right, well, I'm going to hold it to it. <laughs> those are the, those are the rumors I'm hearing is those two okay. weekends are the ones that are currently in contention. So, and I think right. they're the best choices at this point. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, I'm just, you're not going to, you're going to miss back to school. Right, 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 right. So right. the end of summer, normal date, you're gonna miss it back to school. So your next your next big push would be before the holidays, and you don't want to get into November. So 
those last couple of weekends of October are your best bet. Their well, best bet. Well, mark this day on your calendar. Mark this day on your calendar. So um, I'll buy you. I'll buy you a drink if uh, you know if you're right. <laughs> Somewhere between the 17th and 24th. All right. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Mark. <laughs> Again, if you're right, I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll buy a drink. I know you're in Florida, but I'll. But you know, I'll definitely. Um, we'll, we'll do it next. Yes, it's fine. All right. Fair. All right. Fair. All right. Deal. Deal. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. In uh, cell carrier phone carrier news, um, T-Mobile announced the first unified plan it's offering to all customers the combined T-Mobile Sprint merger. Starting today, July 24th, if you're uh, listening to this later, it's already happened. Uh, the company will offer four lines of unlimited data for $25 per line. If you enable auto pay, that's a caveat, totaling $100 each month. 5G access is included as part of the plan. And T-Mobile also throw in a Samsung Galaxy A71 5G if you pay a few dollars extra per month. Um, but with wireless plans, there are some caveats. Um, first, it's worth understanding that um, underlining that T-Mobile Essentials limits you to standard definition video quality while on the mobile network. You got to move up to the Magenta Plus plan if you want HD on the go while away from Wi-Fi. T-Mobile says, and I love this, when they take a shot at Verizon, quote, Verizon's <laughs> lowest price 5G plan, which get you, will get you Verizon 5G roughly 0.4% of the time, will cost you almost 1000 more a year. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, boy, that's a, a hot poker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're swinging around there, isn't it? Oh, Holy yeah. Cow. Yeah, they've been they've been well we talked about this in previous episodes that they've been throwing shade at Verizon, you know, for many years and they're not stopping. Of course, that's one of their that's one of their they're one of their taglines that we won't stop. <laughs> in fairness, it's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They are known for antagonizing. And it's so funny. I remember the day the com- the commercials stop antagonizing Sprint. <laughs> right. Um, but they've been known for antagonizing the big guys. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised. I don't see a whole lot of uh real restrictions on this. Well, I'm pretty other- I'm pretty impressed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there I don't see uh I don't see any real data caps. I mean, there's a 50 gig per month uh, panic zone. Right. But, but like that. AT&T's is at 18 gig. Right. So <laughs> 50 is huge. Mm-hmm. I, 50 gig is ridiculous, especially if you can't stream HD video. Right. Um, but I mean, unlimited texting abroad is included. Mm-hmm. It's got your, it's still compatible with T Mobile Tuesdays, which mm-hmm. is a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, 3G mobile hotspot. And if you go over four lines, it's only 20 per additional line. I, this is a great deal for somebody mm-hmm. who's looking for four lines. This is a great deal. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's, there's our limitation that it is mm-hmm. one of the essentials plans. Right. So it it does limit you on video quality on the network. 
Right. But in general, how many people are watching video on the network? Right. Not, not that many in, not in that the many, grand no. scheme of things. You know, yeah. you're probably on Wi-Fi. Exactly. Same here. I'm I'm on nine times of ten. I'm on Wi-Fi. So and the quality is is well as you know as on the um, as on the I'm on Verizon's network, Verizon plan. So yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi literally more often than not, and the quality is fine. I mean, it, I mean, there's a little bit of I mean, very rarely a tiny bit. I mean, very rarely a tiny bit of buffering. So yeah. So I mean, that's where I think majority of people. If you're if you're on the network. Wow. <laughs> but I don't think there's not many that that's on that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be that big of a limitation. And if you're mm-hmm. looking for a plan like this, yeah, it's definitely not gonna be a limitation for you. Oh it's no. not what you're using your phone for. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. All right, awesome. All right. Next up, um, Samsung will announce five new devices at its upcoming online unpacked event on August 5th. Tay Moon Rowe, the president ahead of the company's mobile communications business, set, shared this little news in a blog post that Samsung published on Monday. He says, quote, at this summer's Galaxy Unpacked, we'll be introducing five new power devices. Um, you'll be empowered to live life to the fullest with these devices in your hands and your ears and on your wrist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Based on the some information and rumors that were leaked that Samsung will announce three new phones, the Galaxy Note 20, Note 20 Plus and Note 20 Ultra, a pair of true wireless headphones called the Galaxy Buds Live, and a new smartwatch at Unpack 2020. However, Samsung has officially announced the 5G version of its Galaxy Z Flip foldable phone, Galaxy called the Galaxy Z Flip 5G. Um, Creative the, name, right? <laughs> yeah. The major changes, uh, the, cha- the there's uh, include the um, 5G radio, 5G radios, a slightly upgraded Snapdra- Snapdragon 865 Plus processor, and a price one thousand four hundred forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> OMG! <laughs> It'll come in two colors: Mystic Gray and Mystic Bronze. The Galaxy Z Flip should start shipping in both carrot and unlocked versions on August 7th. It'll be available on AT&T and T-Mobile in the U.S. and Samsung will be selling its own website, Best Buy, and Amazon. Disregard the three phones for a second. <laughs> would you purchase, and I mentioned this, we asked this before, would anyone purchase A, a flip phone, and B, a, a phone for well over twelve hundred dollars. Uh, the the only the only foldable phone I'm interested in is something like the Duo, right? Because it's big dual screen, and it doesn't have any of the the issues mm-hmm. of a bendable screen that we've seen, particularly from Samsung. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- fifteen hundred dollars there. They're getting early adopters on a couple things mm-hmm. and they're getting you mm-hmm. early adopters. Know it early mm-hmm. adopters know they're being gotten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. um, and they're getting you on 5g and they're getting you on the, the flip. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a, it's an expensive phone, but you know, so is, so is the top tier iPhone and uh, they don't have any of that. So, right. All right. Right. People are people are willing to spend a lot of money on 
things that I'm so- I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I just, I find that laughable. I mean, and I think that in a lot of the phones, a lot of the, the quote unquote flagship um, devices like Google's um, pixel, I think that's what, I think it was like the pixel, not four, four, but the three XL, they announced less, no, two years ago. Was it two, yeah, two years ago that it was, it was about a little over a thousand dollars. And that's, oh, that's an obscene number. That's an yeah. obscene number. My, my first Surface Pro device was 1300. And that was a full computer. Ooh. That's a full computer <laughs> that I used for development full time for like two and a half years. Wow. It, was my, it was my full-time device and that was only 1300 bucks that's Ooh. less than this phone and it right. made my business well see that's what you use that's what you use but i mean but as far as like what as far let me ask you this as far as personal use yeah would you, would you buy it the phone or the surface pro the phone not the surface uh, pro i know no see i, <laughs> I don't i'm i'm saying that it's more expensive than a computer that ran my business right which is bonkers exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) and i god my the first generation surface pro Mm -hmm. is right there Mm -hmm. still we Mm -hmm. still use it seven generations later we we use it in the studio still we used it uh at ces as the uh prompter screen Oh, that's right. That is seven generations old, and we're still running part of the studio off of it. And that was only $1,300. Wow, that's right. You did use that. You're right. Yeah, like I said, again, I... So $1,500 for a phone that most people, that early adopters are probably not going to keep for a full two years? Exactly. 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 I mean, disregard, and and disregard, like, because when they're saying about the... um, you know the other phones. I mean, and and uh, the news, like with the first the first flip came out, and uh, the Twitter and social media was blown up with the bendable screen, and and you know, and years past, where about the with the note exploding. You know, it's like, you know, Samsung's like, and I don't know if you've seen these these events, these impact events. Oh, they're train wrecks. <laughs> <sighs> But they're glorious train wrecks. Know, right? <laughs> Just okay. I got to put this into perspective. That, mm. The Surface Pro was eight years ago. Okay, came out June eighteenth, twenty twelve, and I had it within a month. That mm. was eight years ago, and we're still using it all the time. And it was less money than this phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Well, <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I get. That's why I said. There, that's why I knew there's no way you can spend fifteen hundred. I I just knew it. I'm I I know. That, see, you're on my on this. You know, you know same do day you and I. Yeah, that's bonkers. Couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, th- this also talks about uh, Samsung expanding their relationship with Microsoft. Yep. Which is going to bring us back to Project X Cloud because mm-hmm. I guarantee that mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about here because. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they say specifically, this collaboration will only continue to expand through our gaming partnership with Xbox. Mm-hmm. That is Project X Cloud. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. gonna be. Uh, I bet. I bet uh, X Cloud starts shipping on uh, on Samsung phones, and I bet uh, uh, new Samsung phone purchases are gonna get like three months of uh, uh, X Cloud for free. Just a guess. Just a guess. Okay. Just a guess, but Just it's based. It, it's based on Microsoft's relationship with Samsung. The mm-hmm. fact that Microsoft sells Samsung's phones in their own stores, mm-hmm. both the former physical stores and online. Mm-hmm. They're going to give, they're going to give Samsung owners uh, first access to X cloud. And they're going to give uh, three months for free when you buy a phone. Well, if they're on that new phone on that flip, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet I bet the note when it launches will get three months of X Cloud. Uh yeah. or three months of Ultimate, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. for free mm-hmm. to get them into the ecosystem. Right. right. So we'll see what happens. But but like I said, I'm t- I, I would definitely tune into this event. I'm gonna have to like uh, um uh what day it's um they're always fun. Yeah, I August and without with without, without a real audience, oh it's gonna be even weirder. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I understand uh, it is technically uh, taking place during IFA, and IFA is technically taking place in person. So right. there will be people in the room, but not like in the past, not standing room only, shoulder to shoulder, people on each other's backs in the back of the room. What I'm going <laughs> to hear is past. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, because I know um, Tali, well, um, when, um, I prep for a Pertad on what? Uh, no, is it Wednesday? No, no, Thursday. No, he's got to get my days mixed up. Sorry. I'm definitely going to like, I'm going to keep an eye on it and I'm definitely going to, anything happens, we're going to, you know, when that happens um, next week, we're going to definitely going to discuss it. I imagine there's going to be a lot that's going to be talked about. And I'm definitely going to, I'm going to we're definitely going to keep an eye on this because it really should be interesting. And I'm going to like, you know, maybe I should <laughs> save some of the clips. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna save some clips if there's something going on because the one saw one I saw a few years ago when they were in um, New York City, and they had like actors on their phones and and they had the one where they were in a car and the car was on on its side. Oh, <laughs> they're just the best. Uh, that was the best. I mean, and they, I think they had a court that it was like a chorus number or um, a musical. Oh, and like. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Oh yeah. Avram talks about it all the time. <laughs> he he has it down as his weirdest press event ever. Yeah. My jaw hit the floor when I saw that the, from the start to finish, my jaw hit the floor. And I'm like, and they're dumping like a lot of money to and run. They, and they have no idea that people are watching it going, what is happening? They think they're nailing it every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> oh my goodness. All right. Very good. All right. Now, speaking of the Twitter hack <laughs> last week, uh, Twitter is actively exploring additional ways to make money from its users, including considering a subscription model. Uh, CEO Jack Dorsey was talking about this on Thursday. Um, the move comes as Twitter suffers a sharp decline in its core advertising business. You think? 
<laughs> um, he told analysts on an investor call held uh, to discuss the company's second quarter earning results. Dorsey says he has, quote, a really high bar for when we would ask companies to pay for aspect of Twitter, but confirmed that the company is seeking to diversify, diversify its source of revenue in what are very, very, quote, very, very early phase of, explore, of exploring. Um, who would now also he apologized? I think he's going to go on an apology tour. He apologized on the conference call Thursday for last week's uh, massive security breach, saying, quote, we fell behind. Uh, you think? <laughs> he says, quote, we feel terrible about the security incident. Security doesn't have an endpoint. It's a constant, constant iteration. We continue to grow. We continue. We will continue to go above and beyond here as we continue to secure our systems, as we continue to work with external firms and law enforcement. After this hack, not even the, this hack, who would purchase content or any aspect on Twitter? Uh, who? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, honest to God, I don't know what is happening over there. I have never quite understood what was happening over there, mm. um, but I don't get it. The, we the, we had this running joke in the old days. Uh, uh, John, one of our our former hosts uh, for F Five Live, he raged about Twitter because he could not understand why they kept getting these huge investments. And the company refused to uh, even uh, put together a business plan. Mm. They're like, eh, we'll figure out how to make money later. How are you getting these billion dollar checks? I don't get it. So he would just rage about it. <laughs> and after he left, I maintained that for him because <laughs> I don't I've never gotten it, but I didn't have the rage that he had. But I felt somebody <laughs> needed to keep that flame going. So, right. I, I don't get it. I've never understood Twitter. I don't find it an interesting place to go. Mm -hmm. um, I find it as toxic, if not more so than Facebook, mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. there's even more anonymity on Twitter. And so I find it way more toxic. Mm -hmm. Twitter tries to clean up the toxic nature, but if there's any better, I don't think there's any better proof of how toxic Twitter is and Microsoft's poor chatbot Tay, who within hours of being launched became racist mm -hmm. because she scanned Twitter and discovered that Twitter was racist and to fit in, she became racist. It is mm -hmm. my favorite tech story of all time because it is so bonkers. It didn't last a full 24 hours because they had to shut it down. Um, she started spouting Nazi propaganda at people when they'd ask her normal questions because mm -hmm. she was just trying to fit in because Twitter is toxic. So I don't know why people buy ads there in the first place. And I, right. cannot, I cannot imagine a scenario in which anybody would go, you know what? I'll pay to use Twitter. Mm -mm. Nope. Mm -hmm. I don't want to use it for free. I'm sure right. I'm going to pay for it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, and I, you know, I'm on Twitter, you know, in the morning and um, that's it. Um, I'm on Facebook, you know, in the morning. I check it, you know, once, um, you know, not often, but 
uh, you know, but I mean, you know, it's so, and also I, I try to like, you know, even with Twitter, I try to, um, you know, filter out the negativity. You know, I try to look for some positive things. And lately, I mean, it hasn't been like that. Avoid social media. <clears throat> right. I, right. Other than for business stuff, I'm not on it at all. I hate it. Yeah. So negative. I feel yeah. so much better not being on on Facebook or Twitter. Even LinkedIn is starting to get negative. So I've been avoiding I, that lately, too. I yeah, don't know how I, they had a 10% profit gain. I don't know. I don't get it because I'm avoiding cool. it like the plague. That used to be my safe space. That used to be the right. place where I knew I could go read news and stuff mm-hmm. from people who mattered and not anymore. <laughs> it's getting just as negative as everywhere else. Yeah, it's, you know, I try to like, um, yeah, I'm looking, let's see. Um, yeah, I don't really, uh, I'm only for maybe a little bit because I have to like, um, you know, look for something po- at least something positive um um so and the, the uh the msn news app actually has a tab called good news oh really yep it is the best way to start the day is go look at the good news tab on the msn news app okay i love it i i use it on on windows and mobile it's i i just love that that good news section Okay, I'll check it out. Actually, I'm going to download it right now. As it speaks, so. <laughs> you can't miss the big, weird red logo. Yeah, I see it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's it's the one of the new Fluent icons that I don't know if I like. I like mm. it on Windows. I don't know if I like it on mobile. It doesn't come out the same way. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. No, right. Moving on. <laughs> we are talking about... about mobile companies though and let's swing back to t-mobile just one more time one more time right (laughs) um i avram and i have been talking about this one for a while since t-mobile announced their t-mobile tv service and then Mm. uh never talked about it again (laughs) oh okay which was weird they're like yeah we're gonna get into tv when (laughs) and then that was it um and so then they started to get serious into it, mm-hmm. kind of, except they didn't really talk about what it was. But now, the fact that they're they're building hardware and mm-hmm. putting putting like a thing around it, this idea of T Vision, which is T Mobile's TV service, mm-hmm. um, running over T Mobile, mm-hmm. it's it's the thing that that um, Clearwire wanted to be so badly with lt well it was ymax but mm-hmm. with 4g it's what they wanted to be so bad but 4g just wasn't ready for it mm-hmm. um t-mobile thinks they're ready to do the same thing in 5g hopefully it doesn't turn out to be clear wire because that was a disaster mm-hmm. um uh but and hopefully it doesn't become youtube tv which is also a disaster because it's more expensive than cable which is right. the opposite of the point right yeah um, they're but if they can if they can control the cost mm-hmm. uh, in the way that um, the other one that sounds like Dish Network, uh, I always panic on the name of that service. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't uh, know. It's not mm. Hopper. It's the other one. It's. It, oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wish someone can. Oh, not Hopper. Um, nope. 
<sighs> this is gonna. Yeah, I'll have it in a second. Um, if they can, if they can, um, manage to control things the way that um. Oh, I thought that was gonna work. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, the the way that the the other streaming service whose name I'll have in a second. Um, Sling. Sling TV. Sling. There we go. Because Slingbox Sling is the box. thing that keeps coming up in my head and it's never right. Uh, the way <laughs> Sling has, Sling's managed to maintain their prices. Uh, mm-hmm. Not entirely, but, you know, Blue stayed without a single price increase for like four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it did go up, it only went up $5, not 20 like YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so if T-Mobile can control their prices the way that, that Sling has, um, have a good interface the way that um, that like Roku has mm-hmm. um, and have dedicated hardware, they might actually have something there. Hmm. And yeah. they're a weird company who's not afraid to try weird things. Right. So- yeah. And there's been other companies that, you know, and Google, and they had Android, t- Google, and they, a lot of companies have kind of, you know, were, you know, thinking about it or playing or toying with the idea and never really come to fruition. So for, you know, T-Mobile to come out of the gate, literally come out of the gate, you know, and I think that uh, this is when they were talking, we talked about and reported last week about they were, uh, you know, doing different new things. You know, little by little, they're really coming out in its own. And if they're the one of the things that makes the the streaming services difficult, and hmm. I can say that because my aunt and uncle have been trying to do streaming instead of paying for a cable box. Hmm. Um, the thing that makes it difficult is that the interface for the thing that you're using, in their case, it's a Roku. Um, hmm is not natural not always natural um in the way that turn on your tv change the channel right that's that's the way tv has always worked that's Mm -hmm. the way they're used to it Mm -hmm. and that's not how streaming services work if t-mobile is able to get it close to that experience with Mm -hmm. dedicated hardware yes it's going to have dedicated the remote control is going to have dedicated buttons for netflix and youtube fine right whatever don't care if right. when I turn it on, it comes on to the TV mm-hmm. and I can hit a channel up, channel down or a guide mm-hmm. button mm-hmm. and it works just like TV, right. I think they'll have something. If they can, mm-hmm. na- if they can nail that, they'll have nailed it. Oh, I'm sure they will. So I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure I hope so. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're doing, I think they're really coming out of the gate and really, you know, strong with, uh, with this and, you know, we'll, um, they've been working on it for so long, right? (laughs) Oh my God. They've been working on it for so long, right? With nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally. Ava and I talked about this like a year and a half ago and nothing has happened. You know, you should, you know, what you should do as a tease to, you know, to Sunday, I would, I'm kind of curious to see, to hear what he thinks about it. I really would. We we might talk about it. It it's an interesting topic for sure. And yeah. you know the the failure that was Clearwire, who tried to do something very similar, um, mm-hmm. but a whole generation older. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, makes that makes it an interesting topic for us because, yeah, because Avram and I were both in the mobile space during Clearwire. Mm-hmm. I was selling it and he was at uh, Tom's Guide. So we were both in that space during that time. and We both followed the collapse mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was Clearwire. Um, so it's interesting to see somebody else try something similar. Right. Well, like I, I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure, you know, I would lo- again, it's something to get, it's something that's really been, you know, something to think about, you know, again, you know, I'm not producing the producing yours, <laughs> but you know, I'm just kind of curious cause I've been, cause I know you've been talking about it and, you know, and I was just kind of curious what your guys, what his thoughts are. So, so tune in um, Sunday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday to find out. <laughs> but we're just, I'm, just playing, I'm just teasing. All right. Um, in other video streaming news, Plex, the popular DVR and media streaming service, has been making a splash with its growing library of free on-demand content. Has announced as debuting more than 80 live, quote, linear streaming TV channels. <clears throat> Running the gamut from news and sports to cooking and kids networks, all the channels are free, though you need to subject yourself to watching commercials. Uh, It's launching today, excuse me, in all regions which Plex is available. The new live TV on Plex service boasts a familiar DVR-like programming guide and accessible on Apple TV, Roku, Woohoo, Amazon Fire, Woohoo, (laughs) and... (coughs) Excuse me. And <laughs> sorry, I'm a little excited there. <laughs> you mean it's available on the the two platforms that 70% of streaming take place on? Huh. Right. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Crazy idea. <laughs> and it's also on um, iOS and Android devices, as well as Plex on the web. Um, Plex says a pending update will add live TV on Plex to smart TVs and gaming consoles. And there's a full list. I'm not going to go over them all, um, but I'll have a link. We'll have a link up in the, we'll have a link up in the show notes that um, you can check out all the various um, news channels, sports, uh, and et cetera. Okay. All right. Moving on. Speaking of other streaming, um, me, yeah, if I get the words out, <laughs> uh, streaming on video with Hulu starting off. And this is the <laughs> speaking of possible disappointments. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, over on CNET.com um, in Hulu's uh, what's coming to August in Hulu, if I get the words right, <laughs> every tw- every new show and movie coming this month, um, August 1st, which ironically is my birthday. Um, uh, there's, I have no idea what this is. Monochichi. Monochichi. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's a complete season one B. Yeah. What does that even mean? Right. Right. What happened to one (laughs) A? Is that like the, uh, the side apartment on a house? (laughs) weird weird okay (laughs) um city slickers city slickers 2 which by the way that fantastic movie oh it's a great movie um rain man sleeping with the ebony oh my god (laughs) legend of the guardians the owls of gahul okay i didn't know this was real if you are a 30 rock fan (laughs) tell me if you knew that was real 
because I swear to God, I thought that was a 30 Rock joke. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. I never looked it up because it sounded like a Tina Fey joke. <laughs> Amazing. Well, what service is this one? Because obviously I'm going to have to watch it as soon as it's, it... Hulu, it's, it's Hulu and it's coming August, August 1st. Great. <laughs> no way I don't watch that on August 1st. <laughs> while I'm while I'm painting my new place, right. that's going to be on in the background. Because that... Oh. I'll make sure to remind you. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Cortana remind me. Don't worry. Okay. okay. <laughs> Spare parts. Spare parts. Um uh that's the probably the uh the movie about the robotics team in uh Arizona, I think it was. Um really uh really cool. Uh definitely worth a watch. Uh, I met the cool. coach from the team at an event a couple of years ago. Oh, cool. It's nice. super cool. They're, they're a first team that did a um, an underwater robotics competition and beat MIT and uh, and uh, Stanford and St- uh, Georgia Tech, beat them all. And they were uh, high schoolers in like a really rough part of the country. Mm. So it's super cool. Awesome. Cool. What I'm looking forward to is this. All the old Star Trek. Oh, I, I, oh, I'm so happy. I'm like when I saw saw this, and I only saw like bits and pieces of it, and I know there's memes for Rather Khan <laughs> and gifts about it, but I'm like so looking forward it's, to this. Oh, it's interesting. To, it's interesting to note that um, Journey Home is missing. Four is not on there. One, two, three, uh, five, and six are four is oh, missing. You're right. You're right. You're right. So Maybe. no, no space whales. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You're right about that. I told no space did. whales. Oh no. <laughs> Jeez. One of the funniest jokes in all of Star Trek. Scotty talking into the mouse computer. Oh right, right. <gasps> Transparent <laughs> aluminum, which turns out uh, we have made. Right. You're right about that. Oh my goodness! So my birthday is gonna be is gonna be my birthday is gonna be awesome. Star Trekky, <laughs> right? Just, just no time traveling space whales, right? <laughs> right. All right. So there's other um, other things, uh, movies and series. Um, I'll link up in the show notes because there's a lot here. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, in other news, um, we talked about this um, last week, I believe. Um, HBO Max has signed up more than <clears throat> get the screen out of here. HBO Max has lo- signed up more than four million customers since its launch in May, which is way more than I thought. Yeah, same here. Because because I, I try to because um, <laughs> I'm like I'm not my doubts about HBO Max because <laughs> some of the titles are gone. <laughs> Considering there's nothing to attract me yet, mm-hmm. um, the idea that four million people have already signed up for mm-hmm. something that doesn't seem to have an attractor yet is actually right. pretty impressive. Yeah, it is, and it's only been this is the not their I guess their first quarter, not their, really their first quarter. Um, the company did not immediately disclose the figures and its earnings in its initial earnings report, but AT and T CEO John Stanky told. 
I love that name. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> the told, best. <laughs> told told analysis on the company's earnings call that HBO and HBO Max com- accumulated a combined 36.3 million subscribers by the June. Stanky said there were roughly 3 million retail customers and additional million activations that came through AT&T platforms, including okay. um, bundle plans. He noted that people getting people subscribed to HBO through additional linear cable packages to sign up for HBO Max has been slow. Do you think? <laughs> and that's an area that's an area they wanted to focus on improving. So, speaking of HBO Max, the upgrade <laughs> uh, price has to be better. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Right. <clears throat> well, speaking of HBO Max, um, <clears throat> what's coming? Is something? HBO Max? Is anything interesting coming in in August? Um, let's see. August first. Um, All the President's Men was a good movie. Yeah, I don't know um, if that's enough to pull me to the platform. Pull the pull trigger. Um, a bunch of old Batmans, which has been yeah, a bunch of old Batman. They've bounced around though. Yeah, and it's been this has been on H. Uh, so a lot of these movies been on HBO, uh, HBO for like <laughs> for like years. And I, again, I'm showing my age. Um, Le- the Leprechaun Collection. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you want to see some of the weirdest Mm-mm. movies ever? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Leprechaun Four in space. <laughs> Amazing Leprechaun Origins. I was aware that that one happened. I did not see it. I've seen the first oh, okay. three though. Okay. I did not know that there was a four in space. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> Not watching it on HBO next month, well, though. Well, right. Well, maybe, maybe the spot your spot the sponsor for um the sponsor for um uh, Rift Tracks can 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 I cannot I cannot wait for the live event of uh of Stranger Things. Oh yeah, I saw yeah I saw that when uh, that should be interesting. To see. Monkey Bone, that's not going to get me over either, but. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um the Ocean's of, eleven. Ocean's eleven, that's been yeah. But that yeah, I was that's one of the ones that's been bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Steven Universe. I think that's moving to HBO uh as its new home. Hmm. Well, there's always there's always okay. um there's always um <laughs> Elmo there's always Elmo's original the original Elmo, the Elmo yeah. <laughs> Even I'll give you. <laughs> Wasn't the whole point of children's television workshop that it was available to everybody? Whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> <sighs> Moving right along. Um, and over on, um, let's go back here. Over on CNET.com, um, every new movie and show on Netflix um, in August. Uh, August 1st, The Night's Tale, Acts of Violence, The Adams Family. Iron yep. Man Armored Adventures. That's one of the animated series. Oh, okay. I was like, at first I'm thinking, I didn't know. Okay, good. I, I love I love the Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3, and then mm. Jurassic Park 2 comes after it because they named it different than the others. Mm. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> A lot of people are super excited about Mr. Deeds uh, coming to Netflix because it's Is like that- the Adam Sandler movie that's missing from Netflix. Is 
I saw okay. a lot of people excited about that. Never ending story. That's going to get people excited too. Mm-hmm. That was a great. I watched that movie. That watched them, but that was a really good movie. Hey, there's Ocean's Twelve and Ocean's Thirteen right. coming to so, the other service. <laughs> so you can watch Ocean Eleven on HBO Max, and then you can go over to Netflix and watch Thirteen and Twelve. We're Twelve and Thirteen. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, wonderful. Some of these movies, what a series. Um, I never really heard of, never seen any of these. So Magic School Bus. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wonder, did I go away or did you go away? I don't know. Magical Bus Rides against. I'm supposed to say, uh, there we go. There we go. Back. <laughs> Excellent. Um, bring this little. The stream went, I think the stream went. All right, let's see. Moving along. All right. Um, Johnny English, August 16th. Crazy awesome teachers. <laughs> oh my goodness. This summer sucks. I'm sorry. I think that says teenage bounty hunters. Teen- Up a little bit. One more. Okay. Yep. Teenage bounty hunters. <laughs> A new season of three percent. Three percent's a really good, uh, really good series. Okay, so there's some interesting stuff coming there. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have a link up in the show. But like I said, some of these selections are, you know, it's um, really teenage uh, bounty hunters. We got it. Okay, so, some of them are bonkers. I think I think I think Scott for I think Scott for this um this episode I think this is the year of bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to admit that I am looking up teenage bounty hunters right now though. Okay, good. Okay. Why are you doing that? <laughs> All right, over um in the um Dini help with your tech this week. Um I have a link up we'll have a link up in the show notes. Um uh, over on computerworld.com, Gmail tips, snoozing, shortcuts, and other time savers. Um, it has some inbox up savers. There's composing shortcuts, smarter snoozing. Um, so I will link up in the show notes that you can check out about that. Um, over on Android Central, what is 5G, the next-gen water standard explained? Um, it gives you a breakdown on what 5g is and all its uh, glory and if we talk about it we'll be here until <laughs> until until the wee hours of the morning <laughs> it is not the source of all evil in the universe as no, it's some not. people would have you believe no it's not it doesn't cause it doesn't cause any cancer or anything like that <laughs> over on oh i hate these things where you have these big banner ads uh-huh um, over on PCWorld.com, if you have an old Android phone and you want to make it a little better, make it feel new again, um, Android Central has a great, oh, excuse me, um, computer, excuse me, PC World. Wow, this is tongue-tied and don't know where my sites are at. <laughs> um, gives you a lot how to redecorate your phone, go for download a new launcher, change your wallpaper. Um, again, with these banner ads, my God, Ugh. they're the worst. Holy moly! Um, add widgets, change out your keyboard, etc. And finally, if you're getting, if you have an iPad or getting a new iPad over on Engadget, the best accessories. 
um, for your iPad, cases, um, keyboards, uh, da, 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 styluses. So we'll have a link up in the show notes on this episode. And finally, this is actually true. <laughs> this is actually true. Um, <clears throat> let me get back to the screen. There we go. Okay. Sam Lee, um, she is a junior at the University of Georgia. She flunked her exam after a stray meatball <laughs> from her sandwich fell out and hit the wrong key on her keyboard. As a result, she accidentally earned ended her exam before she got to finish, which caused her to get a failing grade. There is a good news to this story because, according to uh, according to Sam, she spent the next six hours <laughs> composing an email to the professor in hopes that she might be allowed to retake the test because her and because her professor was because her professor was willing to let her retake the exam. Retake the exam. Uh, he also noted added a nice little note at the end of the email. In the email, the professor wrote, <laughs> "Quote Samantha." Well, this is certainly a new and unusual excuse for a low score, but for that reason, it seems unlikely you made us up. I extended your, your deadline for the Module 6 test till midnight tonight. I would recommend you take the test either before or after dinner, emoticon, smiley face. <laughs> That's the best. That that last line, I would recommend you take the test either before or after dinner. That is just the best. <laughs> Obviously, this professor... 100% believes this weird story because it's right. too weird for somebody to go, you know what? They'll believe this. Mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> she, th th this student wrote this letter thinking no way the professor believed me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no way I get through this. It's real. It's real. And there's no way anybody believes it is. <laughs> A meatball uh, submitted my test. What? Right. I, what? <laughs> Don't even know what to do with that information. Right. And that gives to the old adage back in the day, the dog ate my homework. So, and this is... Yeah, and Way weirder. <laughs> <laughs> this is way weirder. Right. <laughs> and again, I, when I do the, when I do the, <laughs> when I do the lineup, you know, and I do the, you know, the end finally segment, you know, which is unique. I like to think, you know, for this podcast that we do, you know, I really try to find something, you know, that the, how crazy there was one about, um, and I was going to include it, but this is all oh, the puppies out. Um, I was going to put it in it, but, uh, but it's, it was going to be a little long, but it was something to do with um, in Russia. KFC was doing a, um, it was a 3d printer. They're making 3d. It was a 3d printer making chicken nuggets. And I was like, I, I was going to like, I was tossing and turning. I'm like, I'm like, think, you know, tossing, you know, like, what should I put in? And this one stood out <laughs> so much better. <laughs> yeah, th this one's better because KFC is always doing weird stuff. Like, right. They have a gaming console. KFC, right. KFC is weird. <laughs> They're always doing bizarre stuff. So th and and the idea of a uh, of three D printed food isn't all that weird. Uh, it's right. actually becoming more and more common and we're getting mm -hmm. to the point where it can be bioengineered. It doesn't even have to come from, from uh, like an animal. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's not, a, it's not weird. It's not 
a meatball submitted my homework. What? Right, right, right. But that's why I was like, I looked at it and I'm like, I, I just, when I looked at it, I'm, I'm like flipping, I'm like, you know, I was going to put both in, but you know what? This is so much better. And I always try, and again, you know, with this and finally segment, you know, at, at the end of our po- episode, I just really, you know, more and more, I, you know, we need a, a smile, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, if it's something, whatever, everything that's going on in the world, you know, you need a smile and, sure. you know, or it's something that will, you know, something cute, maybe something different, maybe, but above all else, my, I think our goal is to, you know, um, you know, just, you know, put everything in hindsight and hindsight a little bit and just wrap it up something really special and funny. And this one really was. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird and it's, it has a happy ending and a bizarre exactly. ending and it, it's not, um, a woman whose car burst into flames when a, a flaming squirrel fell out of the sky. So <laughs> still my favorite news article of all time. Yep. Yep. And I think we're going to, if we have, when we do um, the year end year end uh, episode, um, this is going to be it. This is going to be in it. So, and if anyone, if you all have something that's unique or want to vote or something, or, you know, just um, head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect. So definitely um, I would, I would love to hear what people's thoughts are about it. All right, cool. All right, so that is the, and this has been a huge news week, um, which is awesome. Um, That is the tech news for this week for Friday, July 24th, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com forward slash live for the um, Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to also subscribe, like, and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. Or be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in uh, with Scott and Abram Pilcher on FI Refreshing Technology Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at pluggitslive.com slash join us. And that podcast can also be found also on your favorite podcast app. Um, now, also, last thing, um, GNC Week in Review has been registered to be nominated for the Podcast Awards, and we're asking our listeners to nominate our podcast in This Week in Tech Technology and the Adam Curry People's Choice categories. One week from now, which is um, Friday, July 31st, the, form, the nomination form closes. So if you can all fill out, go out to um, going to the podcast.com, podcastawards.com. Um, there's a form to fill out. It says click me to nominate. There's you just enter in your um, your first name, last name, um, email address. There's a form to fill out of all the different things. I showed it on the last um, episode um, if you're watching live. Um, so um, it would be very appreciative. It will make my day happy. It'll make our day happy, excuse me. Um, also, I have, my birthday is, again, next Saturday. So that would be really cool to be nice happy cool is have my our our podcast nominated um if you have comments on this week's episode i love to hear, we love to hear from them um head on over to gncweek.com forward slash connect the email twitter or facebook 
I'm on um, Twitter, usually sometimes. <laughs> I'm at um, Kirk Corliss Scott is on Twitter, um, triple T M A B O. And so next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long.